I did it. I did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. This is all staying in. This is all staying in. He's not ending this. This was recorded on March for those of you that are watching on December. Shut the fuck up. Damn, you stepped on my joke because I was going to be like, hey, happy St. Patty's Day, guys. And to the people watching this, Merry Christmas. But it's too late. <laughs> I had a joke already. Stepped on it. <laughs> I, stepped I didn't on. have any jokes. I just support TJ in his slow, Alzheimer's ridden brain. Thank you. Fucking Schmeagle just hoarding every fucking episode. My precious. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes him so much. He's like, I'm not putting these out. These are for me. <laughs> All right, this here we go. is my here personal go. collection. All right, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flyover State of Film. If you are watching this episode, happy first day of summer. Also, this is about to be the sexiest episode you've ever seen. We are on episode 69. And I haven't been I'm with a dead sex. here. Welcome, my boys, Brian, Yusuf, and Joe. Boys, let's get sexy. How you doing? I'm I want everybody to know that I'm having a beer. Somebody left this at my house. It's Elysian Space Dust. It's an IPA. So every time I take a drink, you see me go, that's why. <laughs> that's, I, I got this thing called the Real Housewives, and it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy. And it tastes like shit. So same I thing. Have, uh, it's it's an IPA. I, it tastes like a bag of asses. It's I have a, a sour. That's a, It's a clobber in time. Ooh, okay. Ooh. I, have, I have whiskey. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, Who's on that can? Is that thing? Thing should be on that can. Um, they probably don't have the the. So it's, it's fruit thing. filled with the shape of the thing. Okay, all right, that's fair. Cool, man. That's all right. Like I'm into sour. that. That's fine. It's yeah, yeah it's a, a raspberry marshmallow. As long as there's a thing powder. reference in there somewhere, that should be. Yeah, no, nah, it's neat. I just honestly on camera read the name for the. We just put two and two oh, together. Nice turtle at first. Dope, I just. Dope. I didn't realize I had it in my fridge until we started. This is, I feel like the internet was missing this content. That yeah, absolutely. Talking about. There's not, another, there's not another podcast on this planet that compares movies with beer no. in its intro ever. Yeah, that's a, we're the first people who thought about having beer we, while we podcast. We, 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 we majority of, with the majority of white guys. Movie podcasts. I mean, absolutely. You're just, don't find them. We just, rarely find we just them. need, you know what would actually make this podcast better? I know that we can't fuck with perfection. And I'm sorry I cursed because we're, we're being, you know, naughty today. We're a family-friendly um, podcast, man. It's that if we had Making like a families. Running, <laughs> yeah, It would be Sex. better if we had like a running short movie in front of our podcast. Like we, we oh. have a bit that would be like, you know, we constantly yeah. like progress the story slightly forward in front of every episode yeah at the beginning and at the end definitely so that when you like see an episode and it says it's 40 minutes you're like cool 40 minutes of in-depth content what you really get is about 15 minutes of content (laughs) about 10 minutes of ads and then the rest a storyline by a wannabe filmmaker who's too cowardly to put their shit into just one video and post it on their own channel because they know their fans don't give a fuck so they force them to watch it at the beginning of their videos instead don't forget I mean, to go can, to bluecheese.com. You can, you can fast forward. From okay. Guys, I I am perplexed. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I think we're not talking about anything. I wanted to defer this conversation because I think we need to give a big shout out to Yousef, who sent us all beautiful gifts this week. Oh, yeah! Um, My toy is already in a prestige place on my shelf, so I can't reach it right now. A beautiful Victor Crowley, Toonie Terrors, um, and a copy of Crocodile Dundee 1 and 2, which I used to have one, and I think I I either lost it in a fire or it was stolen. And And, now I have it back plus sequel. And a code for uh, Wayne's World, right? No, the code for Wayne's World was on the receipt. So you have the code uh, for Wayne's World. Oh, I have it. DJ. <laughs> you know what who has it? The garbage man. Because I, <laughs> I hope he actually finds it because he deserves it. <laughs> Wayne's World 2 is yeah. awesome. People, people famously go through landfills looking for Wayne's World uh, Well, I coach. know that garbage men go through every piece of trash they pull out. They don't, yeah. They're not busy or anything, so they but just sit down and they sift through receipts for any accidental things. Yeah, like if you throw away a gift card that's got a couple cents on it, Garbage Man gets that. That's his. That's how yeah, they make it's, it. it's the finder keeper's rule. Mm-hmm. The finders they are... They from their paycheck because, you know, why would they pay them uh, living wages? Right. Some Garbage right. Men donate blue, uh, not blue, DVDs to the Goodwill and then you end up getting them in desperation and, you know... Um, they still don't do what you need them to do. <laughs> Speaking of DVDs, you guys watch anything new lately? Well, I've been I've been catching up on a show uh, that I I had only seen the first season, uh, so I'm watching Last Man on Earth. Will Forte. Oh, it's so uh, good. Oh, it's good. Great. I'm into the third season now. It's good. I, I've been enjoying that I very much. Fell off. After season three or four, I forget. There's only four. I mean, it ended after yeah. four, so, um, so I'm into three. I'm, ex- I'm excited to keep going on that. And then I watched a movie last night, and this will all the uh, all the bad movie heads up in here will appreciate this called Grand Isle, I believe. Oh, I watched it too. And uh, yeah, me and Joe actually watched it together. We were cuddled up, we we're spooning. But yeah. oh, what the it fuck? Was, uh, stars Nicolas Cage and Kelsey Grammer, and I do have to say, I won't spoil it. But I was sure I made a I was I was hundred percent sure they would never appear on screen together and they did. So there you go. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, Brian. I fell asleep about an hour and twenty minutes into it. You did not miss much. It wasn't as bad as the what? reviews. I'm gonna be fair, it wasn't as bad as the reviews it made me like think it was gonna be. But uh, you know, it's it, it was straight like, to straight to Netflix fair. It was on It Hulu was like. funny because it, it had very much like Light, like it sounds weird to say it had layers to it, but it had little more than just like a straight storyline that I yeah. thought it was gonna have. Um, the lead but, was not good, like no. it's one of those movies where they spend all their money on getting Nick Cage and Kelsey Grammer, and then their leading guy he sucks. And and Kelsey, oh, he Grammer, wasn't the lead, you could tell Kelsey no. Grammer had about three days. Um, oh, yeah, he did. They did one day where he was in that room doing the interrogation, and then one day where he's outside the house at the end, boom, done. You know so. that you know that I've been if if there's any fans here that started from the beginning, you know that I've been saying that Frasier has to come up back, on us. right? I mean, they, she hasn't given up. It's just there's nothing to watch. Um, so <laughs> the you really say you know that I've been that one, man. Come on. I, yeah, you, this is your fault. Um, <laughs> I've been a Frasier fan, blah blah blah. But like, I've heard that no, literally nobody's coming back for the reboot. Only Kelsey. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. it only Kelsey Grammer, which that bums me out. And it's like, yeah, uh, especially with the not. caliber of stuff Kelsey Grammer's been doing, you know, he's only in it for the paycheck. So that's not making for a good show. You know, I'm not excited. Like, I was hoping David Hyde Pierce and like not even Ross. Daphne or. I was gonna say Ross. like, what's David Hyde Pierce up to? None of those guys are really doing much. Like, they could come back. Counting, 
counting his free from money, baby. Yeah, they might. Fair. You know what? I know Yusuf sounds more. He's on the post. Don't need to dig. Like, you know, he doesn't need to lower himself. He made that those wine con- killer movie. Those that was good. They they went hot. Went out American Summer too. That was twenty um, years ago. <laughs> I'm saying that. When was the wine thing? Like fifteen. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like 2008 or something. Oh, was it really? Oh, okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. Um, the perfect host, if anyone's wondering. Yeah, it's so good. It is quite but good. I'm not going to lie. They were saying, I mean, I could see with the Fraser thing, though, which I, no one should be excited for, um, is is like they show up like for the pilot like once just to be like, see, we got David Hyde Pierce and Roz. Like there's a reference or like they're on a phone call. And then it's just Kelsey Grammer like doing it with his like son or whatever the fuck he wants uh, about. I, I have to say. Not all the like the revivals have been terrible. The Will and Grace revival was actually pretty good. Was it? Yeah, my wife liked that show, and she got me into watching it. And like, I, I don't, I'm not. It's not my favorite, but I can definitely sit and watch it. It's not offensive to me. It's not, and I don't mean because it's a gay show. I mean because the <laughs> sitcoms are terrible. No, no, no. Um, how's the, speaking of that, but how's the Punky Brewster revival? Oh God! Oh, you know the, the only reason I remember. Girl. I, the only reason I remember anything about Punky Brewster is because that girl had that crazy name, Soleil Moonfry. Well, actually, wild. I bring that up because we're talking about stuff we just watched, and um, she made a documentary called uh, Kid Ninety. Yeah, and she so she filmed everything from her life. Like she was always had a video camera, and uh, if you were if like everyone here, like if you know the people, like the teen heartthrobs of the '90s, and like all Jonathan the Brandis, yeah, Jonathan. Bra- Everyone circulated on her life. Yeah. And oh. uh, it was actually a really, like, sad and, like, insightful documentary. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, I'll it start was watching really... Pen 15, too. Everybody keeps talking about how good oh, that is. Yeah, that is some cringe. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Kid kid, uh, kid 90, if you're, if you're uh, looking to kind of get in your 90s feels... Uh, but also feel kind of sad that everyone committed suicide. Like, good, good documentary. Um, no, that's what the documentary is about. Yeah, well, um, I know, I get it. Uh, but uh, I also I watched um, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah before it left HBO Max. Uh, I see why it was nominated for an Oscar, but I also like the acting drives home the whole movie. Without their performances, I think it's just a kind of bloated film. Um, yeah, I almost hit play and then I saw it was like two hours and ten minutes. I was like, ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's two Snyder cuts. Ugh. Who wants to watch four hours? Dude, it's, it's Lord of the Rings is by far one of the best movies ever. And if you told me that it was four hours, I even I would go like, no. I almost thought about a topic do you have, uh, of favorite movies that are over three hours. Because there are some good movies out there that yeah, crack three yeah. hours. Wolf of Wall Street. But yeah, we'll save it. Save that. That's a gem. Save that gem for um, some week where we can't remember how to come up with a topic. I, You know what, though? I, I, I want to say this. TJ uh, saw it, but you didn't see it, right? Why, why yeah. didn't you see it? Well, why didn't I see it? Oh, I'm mm-hmm. so glad you asked. Yeah, because uh, I this smooth, is totally guys, natural so and I, this guys, is not so, fair. So, so guys, and you'll see the follow up <laughs> this in um, Dude, I love the I magic know. wait, wait, wait. I love the magic trick of TJ. He turned an IPA into a Pabst blue ribbon. That was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I can only take someone so much. Um 
You wash so, it down with the paps, right? You like yeah. take so a drink of the IPA, of, wash it down with the paps. Speaking <laughs> of paps, blue ribbon, the four three of uh, beers. Um, <gasps> four three of beers. Now, uh, explain to our. You never know. Our viewers might not know what a four. Can you explain what you're upset about, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, sometimes movie. Most movies are in sixteen nine or widescreen. And um, I was talking about Harrison. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, Harrison. <laughs> My bad. So, so, so modern movies, a lot of movies, and, and not so much modern for like the last like 40 years, a lot of things have been in widescreen when they're shot. In the 90s and 80s, a video, they were converted to 4.3. But now for, TVs are like that. You don't even get the box. So, so the box, TV, like when you watch an old episode of The Simpsons or Frasier, it's in 4.3, and it should be in 4.3. But uh, Zack Snyder decided to, because he his movie was shot in IMAX, even though this movie was literally... Free position to go onto streaming. Seventy million dollars. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend them. I'm gonna defend them though, because he is an asshole and he's running a cult. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, okay, fine. Fair so defense. the cult That's fair. So there's a four three, right? So I turn the um, I have I have time this afternoon to say I'm gonna watch the Snyder Cut. It's on. I'll work. I'll be able to watch it. If I'm gonna make fun of it, I want to see it. I don't want to just be an asshole. Saying it's bad. For oh, me. I'm gonna make fun of it. And I'm not gonna watch it, Joe. Okay, just let me finish what I'm saying. Bitch. You're not better than me. So anyway, I have a I have a 24 inch box CRTV uh, for retro gaming because uh, it looks better for my N64. And I was like, let me. I, I didn't realize it was on 4.3, so I said, let me try to figure out a way to put the Snyder Cut on my TV. So. I spent an afternoon, I went to my neighbor's, I got a PS2 thinking I could plug in. I actually torrented the Snyder Cut so I could get the... Get him. Get him, FBI. uh, So I could get the the file to put on a hard drive. Put it on the PS2. PS2 does not play shit. Then I drove to a Goodwill, which is five minutes away, to buy a $10 DVD player that had a USB input in. Plug that in. That also did not work, and I spent a long time trying to convert files down. Hopefully it would work. I've given up on this, but not for so long, where I have ordered a converter from an HDMI to an an AC. He was so bored. To an AV. He was 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 so so bored by your... (laughs) Sorry, Joe. This is your fault, okay? This is your fucking fault. I'm just gonna put sad music behind you the whole thing. Bored him so much yeah. that he fucking hung up on us. Okay, he said, fine. Fuck One this cares shit. About... I don't care about Joe's story anymore. And he hung up. No we lost cares. dad. We lost dad because of your fault. A lot but to be fair, a lot of people are buying older TVs to do older video game consoles and shit. I keep I have two box TVs because I still have a Genesis. Don't tell and your I, story. Uh, Super Nintendo. So anyway, to be continued, <laughs> but one day I will watch this movie, and I'm only watching it on the box TV, how Zack Snyder intended it. That's, Clearly, that's what he wanted. Yeah, I heard it, that. Not my, not my 4K fucking 60-inch TV. I saw an interview with this pretentious asshole that he said that the reason why he wanted the the, the that aspect ratio is because normally superheroes are never shot Vertically, they're shot in real. square because uh, of the comic panels. So, they're usually so square. 
he's bullshit. He's full of shit because Again, um, the spoken like truly like a man who never read a comic book before. <laughs> like every time he opens his fucking mouth, like like I saw a fucking tweet about the center because it was like every frame is like a fucking painting. No, it's not. You didn't fill your canvas. <laughs> no, there's all there's actually like I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna I enjoyed no, it. It's, I I had fun it's with fun. it for it's what fun. it was. It's definitely good. better than what it was, but there's definitely like noticeable rough CGI like uh But he was intended, TJ. That's what he intended. Yeah, I mean if that's how superheroes haven't been shot since I don't know, Green Lantern, I guess, sure. But like you know, a lot of the group scenes are like in the force, like rush scenes of action. Oh, shit. Like, it's just it looks rough from like 2008. But then there's scenes that, you know, Zack Snyder does some things every once in a while. TJ, He's a better cinematographer than a director. But time out, time out. There's group scenes? What do you mean? <laughs> there's group? There's Wait. cuddle puddles. Yeah, they, they, they all take thing. Molly and they all get into a room together and they get real sexy. Nice. Nice. This episode's about sex, guys. Yeah. This is episode mm. 69. This is not episode 43 about Zack Snyder. All right. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm over it. He's, he's done. How about no, we talk about a sexy movie then? Let's talk about sexy movies then. Let's All right. Ooh, so, is it time so, to... Because what episode is it, guys? Do we talk about what episode it is? Wait till episode 420. Party up in here. It'll be the sleepiest episode there is. <laughs> right. Well, I was I was gonna say penis vagina, but it's just private part, private part. Whatever. TNA, baby, TNA. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, sixty dollars uh, for all ages, fun for all ages, man. For all ages and sexes. Um, oh yeah. So, oh, oh my damn! God. Think of that hot, hot con. Woo! Yeah. Might as well just take it all off, right? So I asked the boys. There's still more time now, in the episode, man. Now, now we're old, jaded. Um, cis males we've seen enough boobs and male butts in hollywood to not find movies generally sexy um but i wanted to ask them what was the first movie that you felt like damn this is a sexy movie or where you were like damn this is as close to like you know i'm getting away with something here because i'm watching something that i shouldn't be watching you know that type of movie that you go like hmm so I'm going to start because I didn't say anything in the beginning. I was very quiet. I didn't interrupt anybody. Sure. Um, I, I saw a kid, and I probably saw it way too young, uh, Basic Instinct. Um, that movie wow. is uh, by a sexual fantasy. Uh, Sharon Stone having uh, same-sex kisses. Michael uh, Douglas having rough sex. With um, Green Triple Horn, yeah, I forgot her name. Yeah, and Sharon Stone. Um, yeah, that's it's a lot. That movie's a lot. Yeah, I mean, uh, like everybody talks about the beef shot, but really, it's uh, like it's one of those. There was like this, <laughs> this, these erotic thrillers that used to come yeah. out in the nineties that were horny and like horny, but also hell. like actually good movies. Like nowadays, erotic thrillers are pretty much Skinamax. Like they don't make like quality erotic thrillers what's, like that what's anymore. The one. What's the one with um, Kim Dope. Basinger and uh, uh, Baldwin? Eight Mile. <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't there one with... Uh... She'd be fucking in Eight Mile. Oh, she'd be fucking in Ma- Eight Mile. Michael Shannon, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was a topic I had at one point of low-key roles Michael Shannon pops up in. 
Because he's in so many of them, dude. He's in uh, back uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, that's what inspired what? that. WrestleMania. Woo! He's the WrestleMania oh, kid. Bad Boys too. While we're talking about while we're talking about sex, let's talk about the sexiest man in cinema, Michael Shannon. <laughs> Michael Shannon oof. is yeah. sexy ooh, in a sense that oof, if I Act. say no, he's gonna kill me. That type I of actually stuff. never saw Basic Instinct. I think I've only like YouTubed the scene with the beef. Um, it was a big deal, but, but like, oh, it was like a cultural touchstone. Like, yeah, people talked about that shot. Oh, it used, and you get to see uh, Shadow Michael Douglas penis and ball shot too. Yeah, kind of like uh, Ben Affleck and Gone Girl. You get like some side hog. Yeah, <laughs> and Michael Douglas is packing. Yeah, he probably. What's that move? Thinking of. Uh, well, there was this. I'll, I'll jump in now. Um, I mean, like I've I've seen horror movies as young, like super young as a kid. So like ghoulies go to college, and like I mean, you're seeing tits and ass at that age, but like yeah. nothing that like you're like, kind of like now. And I've basically like <clears throat> aside from like movies that are they're crazy sexual. It's like if they just got some boobies in them, it's like ah, yeah. I let that ride. Like every, you know? yeah. every once in a while, when I hit like 13, 12, 13, every once in a while, you'd get like. You know, I came from a middle class family. Like you, we didn't have like the HBOs. But every once in a while, you got like that free week or like month of like HBO one, two, and three. And there was we one movie. Oh. What? Oh, real. I sex. we're talking about to talk about real sex. No, there's this one movie <laughs> yeah. we about on for a while. And this one was the one where I was just like, All right, "Mom's asleep, everyone's chilling." And this one stars Kevin Bacon, Matt Dillon, maybe. Uh, uh, God, what's her fucking name from Nev Campbell and Denise yeah. Richards? Wow, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. who's ever fucking come across it on HBO freezes and just has a moment. Yeah. And it's just like, especially that scene where it's like, them... when you get to see Kevin Bacon's stick, that's Bro, so <laughs> the whole thing. Oh Everyone wants god. to see some stem, baby. There's no slowness to it, it's like probably one of the craziest sexual thrillers. I ever saw growing up up there with basic instinct type shit, but it's like it's like you were saying, it's basically a Skinamax episode, yeah. but with good actors in it and a pretty good story. At some point, they definitely like do some crazy really? shit. The story? Oh, the story so, is Bill Murray's in that dies, <laughs> and then someone gets blamed for it, and then someone else is trying to get. I don't know, man. I, but they yeah, I replay most of the articles, right? Shocked. Nah, come on. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember so, being shocked by, by the way. Twitter. For the record, I, I was thinking of the movie Fair Game with oh, good with picks. Cindy Crawford, Cindy Crawford and Stephen Baldwin. That yeah, train so that's not scene. my pick. That's just what uh, you. That's a good about. one, though. That's a good one. Oh, that's that's the skin. That is the um. That's we like want porno. That was like a, a it's a Skinamax movie, but they spent real movie money on it, like and put it mm-hmm. out in the theater. Mm-hmm. That was like Cindy Crawford's only movie. As as you guys. Uh, as you guys could imagine, I thought of this question differently than y'all thought. Please do. You, you, Is it going to be Shrek? I, oh. Do I need to, like, you know, learn your language? Am I? No. I, I think I, so. Every time I tell a question. I know what it is. The, I know what it is. This is why well, he couldn't beat us at fan friction because he the, can't define the question the right way. He can't, right? Joe's movie is the opening scene of Austin Powers 2. Who's running around <laughs> naked. That's I mean, what got that you. Was, that was definitely instrumental in my life. I was gonna, I was gonna say the end of the first one where they're doing the, where they're holding the fruit and stuff and hiding their oh, junk. 
I like, mean, Elizabeth Elizabeth Hurley did do something. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Hurley hold it, holds up that picture of boobs, the drawing, and you're like, you know what? That's almost good enough. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> it is. Uh, no, so what I answered, because I, I thought it was like, oh, what what is something you, you said you thought you were getting away with? So uh, we had a, um, like a, it was like a birthday sleepover, whatever, with all my friends and whatnot, and we rented Bring It On. Oh, and okay. watching Bring It On, we slow mode uh, the Elijah Dushko like flip like like thing she does like the the scenes multiple times as like fourth graders or whatever at the sleepover because it was like this movie's fine but we were all obsessed with every girl in that movie and that's what I that was what my thing right. of like getting away no that counts so valid that. okay all right because you guys are naming things of like I I like. I watched this and this. I'm sure I saw like, like I remember watching the sex scene in Terminator when I was in the second grade because I rented Terminator, and like being like, ooh, like and like, oh come on, I, when she grips those sheets, that makes an impression. Like when you're a young man, <laughs> I saw that. So that's on there. But the true defining one to me is Kirsten Dunst and Alicia Dushkow and Bring It On. Why is the Dushku? And and slow moing the Ashton like, on a VH. <laughs> On the VHS, you know how you could like pause and oh, hit tracking and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. you do like you frame track. advance. Yeah, <laughs> as, a group, as maybe like four or five like children being like, yeah, this is cool. You can't even masturbate yet. You like, yeah, oh, this is cool. You said the what? quiet part out loud. <laughs> yeah, man. Welcome to Flyover State of Film. If you're Brian, that was fine. Oh, well, I mean, that too many things to count. I can't even. Um, I think I've already mentioned, because I know we've talked about it during the horror episodes, that like Carrie, the shower scene in Carrie yeah. was like a big one for me. Um, so I wanted to jump just a little, go with a little different. I wanted to like kind of hook up it on uh, what Joe was talking about when you feel like you're getting away with something. I remember one time my mom was out of town or something and I'm staying over at my aunt's who like, you know, I was close enough with, but had never like stayed at her house or anything, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 I'm up late, and there, she's just got, like, a big TV. She's like, oh, watch whatever. It doesn't matter. And I'm pretty young here, and I put in Big. And there's the scene in Big where she's in her bra, and he, like, touches yeah. the boob and stuff. And I remember really feeling like, like I was getting away with something by watching that scene by myself <laughs> in the dark in the middle of the night. Like, ooh, wait, he's touching a boob. <laughs> <laughs> leave the lights oh, on. That's hilarious. I love it. But there, I mean, there's probably a lot of those. I mean, oh yeah, you know, you know, one that I don't know why it came to my head, and I feel like it's because maybe because I saw it as a kid, I feel like it's in my archives of movies. It's one of the sexiest sequence of movies of uh, sex scenes that I've ever seen. It's the Thomas Crown Affair when uh, Ru Russo and James Bond are having sex in the stairs. And they're sweaty, and she's like scratching his back. I remember being as a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, what is well, happening?" That was here? a pretty big deal at the time because she did nudity, and she was like in yeah. her forties. They were talking about how good she looked and stuff. Yeah. So, oh yeah, she looks amazing. So, one thing I was it, gonna say, and I was like, it's one of those things. Like, I almost, I'm not sure I want to admit, but hey, you know what? We're open here on this pod, and nobody's watching. So, um, 
one thing that always resonated with me with a kid, and that's probably why they're in the movies, is all the creeping and peeping that you see in 80s movies and yeah. stuff. Looking in the window in Animal House. Looking in oh, the shower dude. stall in Porky's. Pork yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, all that stuff was like, ooh. Because, I mean, and it's because not only are they seeing, but you're feeling like you're seeing something you shouldn't see, too. So all that registers for that. Like, so... What about, I was gonna say, like, what about like weird movies? Because like I was talking about, because I was talking Ooh, about weird subject. science. That one that? too, I felt weird science. You said weird movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird science. Well, I was gonna say like this isn't even like weird. This isn't like a uh, Christmas vacation, but like oh sure, that like aren't you know very sexual. I mean, but they yeah, I don't know they vacation. are. But like Molly Shannon and Superstar. Oh, okay. no, I know. Right. Scary with Perry, every time she, like, did something, like, it's just something about those two actresses. Well, really and it's the really thing, like... too, and especially when you're young and you're, like, enjoying, you're kind of learning comedy or whatever, yeah. but also you're, like, seeing a women's panties, and you're like, this is funny, but also I'm feeling weird about the kind of sexual <laughs> element of it, too. Really I... humping that tree in a weird way that's kind of... I, yeah. and like... uh, especially, especially when you're a kid, um, even the... Um, you know, a, a stiff wind would come and you get a stiffy, so your hormones are crazy. <laughs> but seeing like a bra strap, I remember, like in movies, I would be like, oh shit, yeah. I seen a bra not strap. So, not so much in movies, whale but tail. I remember like in my life when I was like in seventh grade or so, realizing that you could like see girls' bra straps like in their shirt or their space strap and being like in real time, being like, there's just bras everywhere. I mean, every. <laughs> 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 Like, like uh, hold on, I need. I'm gonna need a minute here. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna answer any questions. So, so one thing you just like triggered a memory of mine is, and I guess this would be conf a confusing boner more. So, okay, I is, like where this is going already. Is no, no over no. the top. Oh, it, oh, baby, it's always over the top. <laughs> it, um, is uh in Devil's. I probably told this on the pod before. In Devil's Advocate. When you're seeing the uh, the women change and you see the nude scene, and you're oh, like, "This yeah. is nice," and then, and then the her hands. face goes to, like a demon. We see the hands under like, the oh. skin there too, right? Where it's like hands yeah. under her skin and stuff. So, from my memory, though, I don't remember the the end, like skin, all that stuff. I remember the uh, the woman who looks like and she's every yogurt commercial. Sure. Um, the friend. I remember she's getting changed in the dressing room, and I'm seven or six, and I'm watching my parents, and of course they saw it. And they went, "Cover your eyes," but you're doing this. Yeah, oh and yeah. I remember going like this and then as soon as the demon face going oh, yeah. oh I really wish I wouldn't have looked. Yeah. So, but like but You know what? You know what's the same a same sequence? Uh the shining. Yeah, that's the oh, And you go like nice and then she turns into like a, a, a the the old lady uh, decomposing. Yeah, I got the old one. Well. Like the 100% doesn't work on me anymore, though, is like the old lady naked gross out. Like, yeah, medical yeah. profession. I've just seen so many bodies, man. It's just oh, like in like the witch and stuff like that. I, like, have, that. I have the old do it all the, Horror movies do it all the time. They'll pull a naked old lady out to try to freak you out. Like, that's such a cliche in yeah, horror it movies. It too didn't work at all. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, we, I'll, do, I'll say this last one, then we can move on. Uh, but this is probably the ultimate weird one that I still have a little bit of a thing for. Female gremlin from Gremlins too. Yeah, baby. Yeah, she's got some gams on her, baby, and I'm just like, hello. And the calf muscles, man. Come on, come oh, on. 
Uh, yeah, so we didn't even that, have to bring up Jessica Rabbit, right? Like we all know. Yeah, and Lola yeah, Bunny. We, we Lola Bunny. Lola, Lola Bunny. Bunny. She's not. Well, so, you know, is no. it weird that I think Lola Bunny's hotter now? Am I having a problem? <laughs> just as fine. I don't know why they just took away her big old tits. Yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> now she looks more like Bugs Bunny when he dressed as a woman, which is more what I'm attracted to. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I just. Well, think how about okay. how about we kill? How about we, we kill all the boners that are around us right now? With they're just sexy floating movies. around. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh, TJ, you have the, I think, is he right? On sexy movies? Or Brian? Oh, no, or that was my episode? topic. Brian. My topic was movies that are trying to be sexy and fail. Like, what's a movie that presented itself? Or maybe even didn't, but maybe you went in thinking it was going to be really sexy. I'll open it up in case you're having trouble answering the question. But I have an example if you guys are interested. If you guys want me to go first. Oh, please do. Um, my example was a, a little movie. I don't know who remembers it. It starred Dana Delaney. It starred Dan Aykroyd. It starred Rosie O'Donnell. It's called Exit to Eden. The fuck is that? Anybody? No? Okay. Fucking so, old man. No, no, but that, the thing that's is, this bunk, is so, that's some bunker so, picks right there. So <laughs> bizarre. This movie's so bizarre, it stuck with me forever. So, like, this is right around the uh, Flintstones era. So, Rosie O'Donnell is like at her thinnest, <laughs> and they're like, we're going to try to sexy up Rosie O'Donnell. So, it's a movie about her and Dan Aykroyd are cops, and they're trying to. I don't know what the crimes that are happening are. They're falling on jewel thief or something, but they basically go to this like hedonism island where it's like a, a sex island where there's all these like, you know, dominatrix and weird yeah. sex games and shit. And so you get like Rosie O'Donnell done yeah. up in leather and Dan Aykroyd in a gimp mask. And now De to be fair, Dana Delaney plays like the, the head mistress of the place and she's smoking hot. She looks amazing. I can't think of who that is. Can you help me out? What else uh, she's also the lead. She's the female lead in Tombstone, the one who gets together with. Uh, I know that. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I can't, I can't get out of my shirt. I knew it. But anyway, Dana Delaney is look her up. You probably recognize her. She was the voice of Lois Lane on Superman the Animated Series, if that helps anybody. Uh, but anyway, it was it, it's specifically what I was thinking about a movie that is like set on a sex island that is all about like that like okay. literally everything about it is trying to be sexy and it just fails a lot from the <laughs> casting. I'm not gonna lie, the casting but it's is trying hard to be shame. But it's trying so hard, it's like literally being about sexiness, and it can't. Yep, there you go. Look at oh, wow. he's got it. Oh, Rosie looks. Oh good. wow, Rosie oh, is. I'm, no, I said Rosie was in her. This was like yeah. the Flintstones era when she had just played Betty Rubble, and she was pretty thin. Like, oh no, Rosie looked great as Betty, Betty Rubble. Yeah, she looked a killer yeah. belly, Betty. Curvy I didn't realize like, until like the other day that Jane Krakowski from Thirty Rock and and Kimmy Schmidt played the young Betty Rubble in the sequel. Blew me Did away. She? Yeah. Really? I was Wild, right? About Viva, La Viva Rock Vegas. I don't think I even ever saw Viva Rock Vegas. So that's probably why it never struck me. But yeah, that's her in that. The first Flintstones was very big in my household. Oh, yeah. The first oh, Flintstones. Dude, hell yeah. Oh, I think anyway, I was, right, a little, I was not... a little aged out by the time that came out. I was okay. just a little too my brother was really into it. I could then... acknowledge that it was bad. <laughs> so I was the director of the Flintstones made a jingle the way. Fun fact. It does have one of my wife's favorite jokes. She brings it up all the time when he's like, she's like, oh, you're going to have something about having your hands full. And he's like, you got your hands full when you scratch your neck. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite. <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for it. But uh, anyway, so, um, God, I can't believe. So I could have brought this up at the beginning of the episode, but I didn't. 
so because we're doing this episode, I did watch, uh, <coughs> my wife and I did watch the Whoa. first Bye. Fifty Shades. Oh. And I know that's... How far did you get into it before you started with the... Oh, um, we finished <laughs> I mean, it. Wait the a minute. Like, tension was probably wait, him beating his wife or off, them... Right? <laughs> <laughs> How far into it before you just... Started punching the <laughs> I got about 35 minutes like into this, this, Brian. And then I Sorry, gave her I, I don't know. I just think about some wet meat slapping together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my time. Harris is not allowed to watch this episode, is he? No, I'm going to have to block this one. Make sure we set this one to restricted. Set this one to restricted. <laughs> I did. So I did watch... Uh, we did watch this movie, like, I think it was Sunday or something. And I knew the episode like, was going to be being recorded soon, but you didn't realize you had all week. And I knew that, like, the jokes are there. Thank you. Um, but it, 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 it's like, it, it's one of those things I was watching going, this actually done right could have been probably really sexy. And oh, like, so many moms were horny for that book. You know, there was content there. But like, <laughs> It's just so, not even from, like, the, the leads don't have chemistry, but, like, the content material is so, like, disingenuous that, like, Laura despises it, by the way. She could rant better than I can about it, because I truly didn't hate it as much. I just thought it was boring. But, like, they I just... wish Laura would step in with, like, a tiny pair of glasses on and, like, a notepad. Like, yeah, I'm going to step in here and just, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Post review. <laughs> um, I actually was... reviewed the last movie and it was one of my most successful reviews and uh, I just made fun of it because it, right in the middle of the movie they had like a huge sequence of an Audi like the new Audi and I just kept talking about the Audi like every now and again we just brought up the Audi like the specs and where you so... should buy it and the discounts and all that shit so so what's funny about it because we actually watched it right after Judas and Black Messiah because it was like, I can't let good movie go to That's waste. I gotta, I gotta ruin it. Um, no, we just wanted something kind of like to make fun of and laugh about. But it's just fucking bad and it could be and sexy. It's boring too. It's very yeah. boring. But what I what killed me about it is like, it's supposed to be a movie for like women, right? Like women to get horny about and they do nothing. It's like, let's just watch Big Forehead naked the whole time. And a guy be an abuser. And, like, that's the sexual tension. And she asks what a butt plug is. The most self-explanatory thing in the world. Right, though, it's in the name. <laughs> but, um... I just... Over, I'll show you. I don't know. That's me, like... Like, I have another answer to this, too. That's, like, in that same category. But also, like, while reading it, and I could explain why it probably wasn't even that sexy, is... So the director... And the original writer, like, who wrote the screenplay, apparently they had a fine movie to, they wanted to make. And the creator of the books basically had veto power for everything. She, and oh, she, and she just, wrote the second and third movie, didn't she? Yeah. Like the, yeah and I her husband so. eventually directed it, yeah. Her and her husband, yeah. And, like, the first That's never one, a good idea. Don't let an author become a screenwriter. No. They not, it's an not author, the same thing. People think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. An author who no. made fan fiction, Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah, just ask the transphobe over there, just making shit. Right, right. J.K. Rowling's alternative, huh? her shitty transphobic movie came out. And... So, anyway, that would be my pick. Um, I'll wait to hold my honorable mention. To, uh... Uh, my my pick was, and I don't know why, I, 
Google reminded me of this movie in uh, Matrix. The Matrix wave Reloaded? sequence. The wave the, sequence. Oh, yeah, the, the rave. Okay. Everybody yeah, yeah. is like just sweaty and nasty, yeah. and then sweaty Neo and sweaty. Everybody's just Trinity. jumping around and like spewing fluids on each other. Yeah, like in the era of COVID, watching that has made me very disturbed. Yeah, I don't know. I, it just it looked nasty. Maybe I don't know. People probably are into it. Clearly, the Wachowski sisters are into it because they filmed it and they thought it looked sexy. Um, but it just it all it always irks me every time I've watched that movie a couple times because you know I fall into that. Maybe There's it's a lot not of as very, bad as I remember. Uh, to be fair, in that rave scene, a lot of very beautiful people dancing yeah. and sweating beautiful. around. Great very people sexy with abs. People. With you. abs, with the V, searching to the to the tree trunk. A lot of mesh shirts. Yeah, you. beautiful people. You. But the Correct. sweat and the <clears throat> slow motion always just... I always go like... Oh, I always Correct. fucking fast forward through that sequence. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I generally haven't... I won't is, correct you, man. Not is here this... in front of everybody. All right. I'll take you aside. How embarrassing. All right, pull me aside. Let me know. And, and is this you know. the episode... Is this the... Um, is this the scene also at the same time and they're in the rave and they're just in that lone room, like clothes fucking on a table? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. weird. They're just almost in like a mausoleum. It looks yes. like. And they and Neo. I mean, I know he's the chosen one. Speaking he clearly has a curved childhood. dick. He has a curved up dick because they're having sex like this. Oh, do you oh, want to know? You want to know why guys have curved up dicks? I just learned about this. Waiting. Session. Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, so back in the day. Cavemen would just kind of dump in the ladies one after another, and the dick that was curved up the most was made. Cut this part out. Keep going. Okay, <laughs> so speaking you're, of you're an old, not going like to remember to cut out around like a right, I won't. An alt right <laughs> website. You're not going to fucking of, remember to cut this out speak, at all. Speak, it's going to be in it. Yusuf, this isn't the episode of Unlock Childhood Memories. I remember watching this fucking rave scene with my dad. Um, on a bootleg VHS from Chinatown, and us getting to that scene, him not going like go upstairs or anything, being like, "This is boring." <laughs> yeah. Like, because we boring love and horny. It's borny. It's borny. Um. Uh. Anyway, my honorable mention. Uh, Wait, did TJ give us a good one? TJ, did you give us one? Oh no, I kind of read this question differently. I thought like scenes. Oh wow, they right, clearly we're like, open to that. Yeah, so they, they could have <laughs> like I was thinking like scenes they could have made sexier or like added sex to to make better. So a scene like I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie Independence Day, but it's after they find the president's wife and she's in the hospital bed all you had to do was ask if she could still do it one last time before you know what i mean she ended up going i thought you were going to talk about when vivica fox picks her up we might get a little girl on girl yeah i thought that too <laughs> okay we could do that oh oh did you did you know that i just found this out bill pullman you're gonna fucking do another caveman fun fact because i <laughs> no, can't man no Bill Pullman has an evil stepbrother named Bill Pushman, and he killed Bill Paxton. What? All right, so we're cutting TJ's mic. Um, <laughs> we're just going to mute TJ. No, I was going to say, I like, didn't realize that the reason we postponed the like... show is because TJ was breaking down mentally. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like fucking queuing on in the rabbit hole. D. Yeah, a movie that actually tries to be sexy is not just something that like people were obsessed with for a while. It was like, 
Magic Mike, if you really think about that fucking movie, other than Channing Tatum just being thrown in the middle, if you watch the background dancers of, like, Kevin Nash, Joe Manganiello, and whoever else is in that shit, it's just... Guys have good bodies, but it's some of the worst dancing and, like, pelvic thrusting you've ever seen. But you just get blinded with Channing Tatum doing, like, all his shit. But if you just sit there, take him out, and just watch the background, yeah, that's literally what it looks like. It's just like... I've never seen it, I'll be honest with you. No, I, I mean, never watched just, the Magic Mics, even though I heard they were better than you'd expect. No, I saw I, the first I, I mean, maybe, but it's like the sexual aspect they're supposed one. to be like, I guess. You know, what's super, you know what's super sexy? The ending scene in Requiem for a Dream. Uh, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's this, a really this sad episode scene. episode is all over the place. Oh. I knew I knew up. if we did a sex episode on Flyover, it would get fucked up. <laughs> um, no, I did want to mention honorable mention though. So. Um, uh, what's the fucking movie name? Uh, uh, Showgirls. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, here's, here's some ice for your nipples. It's it's but just I a full on like, comedy, right? I mean, yeah, but I feel yeah. like it's on purposely unsexy. I feel like that was the point. That's like a movie. He's doing like, like, just like in uh, in Social Troopers, where he he's anti-fascist by showing fascism. In Showgirls, he's anti-sex by showing sex. But yeah. you go into Overhoven. It. To be fair, though, is a horny dude. Yeah, I go into Showgirls though thinking it's going to be sexy. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of the intent, all I feel it needed like... to have was Jesse Spano naked to make it sexy for me. So <laughs> that's it, literally. Could you imagine if Tiffany Amber Thiessen did it? I'm, I'm so excited. I'd have preferred. I still preferred Jesse. I'm she was in Ladies Man, though. She had a she had a pretty. Yeah. You know I mean? She's great. She's the best. It was, oh no, there's nothing wrong with the nudity and sexiness. Gina Gershon oh, and Gina all of ever Bound. Yeah. Can we talk about Bound and say, can we go back to the sexy movie topic and talk about Bound a little bit? Wachowskis. <laughs> Wachowski, Wachowski. They know how to do it. They just didn't do it in the Matrix movie. No. Um, <laughs> so, next topic. Oh, yeah. So, we're, we're talking away from sex here, which I'm a little disappointed in. Oh, well, um, we're going to jump yeah. back into it, though. <laughs> we're bring it back. But, um, so, with uh, excluding Boogie Nights, which is the movie of the week, um, I thought we should talk about um, best ensembles in a movie. In a movie. Um, and this is I a pretty broad. This is a pretty broad category, and honestly, I wrote down like five movies. So I'm just gonna kick it off with TJ and ask him what his uh, favorite ensemble is, and or many. I think this is an open conversation. We don't yeah. even one. And I mean, I, I, I prepared a few. I, yeah, yeah. I mine are like heavy hitters. It's more like ones that worked probably the best together. Like one I just watched. Yesterday, um, what's that? City Slickers. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's not Slevin either, um, or yeah, Lucky Number Slevin, or the fuck it's called. No, it can't. Like a good ensemble movie shouldn't feel like every actor's part was filmed separately. They should feel yeah, like they're in the yeah. same room together at some point. And like I don't even I don't even need like a big like a huge like names in every single uh, character, but like. This one I watched yesterday for the first time in a couple years. And I, I mean, I, it's probably the only war movie other than maybe one other one, but like Saving Private Ryan. I think like every character plays their part to a T. Some of them you don't really see anymore. Some of them became directors and like 
Matt, one of Matt Damon's early roles and stuff like that. Hanks. Any I movie the two that can harness the crazy of Tom Sizemore, because like that yes. dude can act the fuck out of something if you can harness it. But like he's just real crazy. Like he's not a good, not a great, not a great guy. No, no. Anyone who also like can convince the world like Vin Diesel is worthy of being like an amazing actor. Yeah. The whole Giovanni Ribisi dying scene where he like oh spoilers! I've never seen that movie. Really? <laughs> no, I've seen it. <laughs> that I did not fall for that for even second. Harrison's seen Saving Private Ryan, guys. <laughs> and sometimes he just is so dry, it's very believable. All right, <laughs> motherfucker. But like that oh, shit, guys, like another movie I felt you always felt sexy you were getting away with Jenny and Forrest Gump, big movie in my house. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. Well, so you had Sally, you sorry. had Sally Field in the loud sex at the beginning, and then you had Jenny naked oh, on stage oh, with the oh. guitar. Like, there's a lot of then going Jenny on. Jenny rapes Forrest in bed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't pick up on that stuff until a lot later, but everything. <laughs> anyway, well, sorry. Jenny, Jenny yeah, or he also jizzes on her friend's blanket or whatever. That sucks. I'm sorry, I ruined your girl, uh, your roommate's <laughs> bathrobe. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, sorry, TJ. So, see, Trevor Hines a great ensemble. Not very sexy, though, but a good ensemble. <laughs> I'll, see my, I'll see my second that's The sexiest ensemble. Uh, I have a second one that's sexier, but I'll say no. it. No. I'm going to read off mine, and I want to see if you guys no, know what movie I'm that. Yeah, I want to see if you know off the movie. You're going to read off the actors. Oh, oh you're going to read off the cast. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Haley, Christina Applegate, RJ, Jack Black. Pam Greer, Jim Brown, Natalie. Oh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks, motherfuckers. Yeah. Great. We got Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Annette Bening, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Club. Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox. Come on, motherfucker. That's one of the greatest cast ever. You That's forgot Wayne Newton. It's I know, Tom Jones. Both of my picks Tom Jones. are, are yeah, movies that have up. already come up. On this episode, but one of them really relates to uh, Yusuf's pick, and that is Independence Day. I think Independence Day's got a killer cast, and like not all big names, but like some of the character, like perfectly placed character actors, like Robert Loggia and uh, um, Brent Spiner from Star Trek: The Next Generation, like little parts that just really make yeah. the like reality of the world and the movie. Uh, Did you guys love that. Fun fact about Bill Pullman. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, save it for your stand-up act, buddy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also, Marty, um, Mars Attacks, I feel like, and, and also you get a dual role from um, Jack Nicholson, which is just gravy on top of the Sunday. Yeah, he plays like the crazy, like, gambling... The Rich gambler the and the president. Oh, yeah, the head of the hotel magnate or whatever. And it just, it's just such a good movie, and everybody knows the movie they're in. That's the important part. Like, yeah, that's that's Jim yeah. Brown is punching aliens. Uh, Judy Greer, Michael J. Fox, Martin Short. I mean, yeah, come Martin, on. Sorry, Jessica Parker and Pierce Brosnan as heads floating yeah. <laughs> in the spaceship. Like, like everybody knows what they're doing. And it's one of the first Jack Black roles that he is Jack Black. Like usually, when you see Jack Black Whoa. as a young actor, he's trying to be like a like a legit actor or just a background actor. And this one, he's making faces and doing voices, and you're like, you can see where like that hint that Jack Black is now uh, the mega star that he is. So, so yeah, that's that's my pick for sure. Sure, I fucking love that movie. Episode four, guys, play ever see the film? Check my that pick. out. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Brian, what you got, babe? 
Oh, well, uh, you know, I said Independence Day. That's a big one. I really like the cast in that. That's a big ensemble. Oh, I didn't um, know that was your pick. But... It was It was one I had two. That was one of my, that was one of my picks. Um, the other one I also ended up coming up was Tombstone. Uh, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Michael Behan, Powers Booth, uh, Michael Rooker, Charlton yeah. Heston. So uh, it's that. incredible. It's just like, and everybody's killing it. Billy Bob Thornton, Dana Delaney. Uh, everybody's just destroying in that movie. It's so fucking good. My, one of my my favorite Would you put western. That as your top western like It's probably my it's definitely my favorite western. Yeah, I don't know if it's the best yeah. western I've ever seen cuz it it's a little bit clean. It's a little bit Hollywood, you know, but it's, I mean I like that about it. It feels like other western ensemble that's on top of my head of young kids. Uh young guns. Young Guns, hell yeah! Young Guns got a great ensemble. That, the, quicker yeah. the, the quicker than that also has a great cast. Oh yeah, yeah the, again episode like another great part. Lance Henderson and Mark Boone Jr. Yeah. and uh, yeah. you know obviously Leo, so, my pick, my pick, my main pick, I should say, like I said, I rambled off a few others, but is one that when they were clearly making it, they did not intend for it to be an ensemble cast, right? <laughs> But it's what hot America's son. What hot America's son. I got that written down yeah. too. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, you have you have a young Bradley Cooper. You have the um, Michael Schur. You were right. Um, young talk. Michael Showalter. Showalter. Uh, Amy. Amy Poehler. Uh, uh, ben. Um, fucking whatever. Bob Burns. Yeah. Ben Affleck. David Niles Pierce. David Hyde. David Niles Pierce. Janine Garofalo. Um. I mean, it's a who's who of comedy. Uh, uh, Captain, uh, Paul Rudd and Molly other Shannon. people. Connie Molly Moreau Shannon. from Mighty Ducks. And from Days of Confused, which is another amazing ensemble movie. Not everybody in that went on to be super famous, but goddamn, does Days of Confused fuck. It's so good. Anyway, my, my, my <laughs> Wait, isn't Elizabeth Banks also in Elizabeth yeah. Banks is in Yeah, Elizabeth Banks, yeah. I think Wet Hot American Summer is the, is uh, today, if compared to 2021, it's the heaviest hitter of a thing that no one ever thought would be a heavy hitter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, my other pick, just because it was talking about it earlier, um, and I always talk about it, but Zodiac is a great ensemble. Ooh, every fucking yeah. Movie. Yeah. I just rewatched Zodiac again. I could do it every fucking week. It's so good. <laughs> you literally tweeted it, and I almost put it on last night. Yeah. The director's cut too, because I have that same version. Yeah, which absolutely. Is a almost cut. three. There's a movie that's I, almost three hours, and I love every minute but of you, it. But that's what I'm saying. Like we were talking about the Snyder country, but like that's like something I felt as a job to do. You know, I didn't fucking have to, and I'm not a fucking reviewer or pundit. But that is Zodiac. Like if I'm gonna put that on at like nine o'clock at night, I'm invested. I'm not going to sleep until twelve, twelve thirty, one yeah. in the morning. And I'm like, ah, I gotta put that on. Also, even as you know, as uh, as much as I love horror movies, that movie fuck creeps me the fuck out, no matter what it is. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so it's also one of the best examples of the potentials of CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yes. the way that they use CGI to completely transform the city, and the surrounding areas. I, yeah. I they make it. I mean, I mean you I feel like it's the era. You know, what I mean, they I like do Brian such a good and, job. I know Brian and TJ have a bunker episode on it, a discussion about it, but. Uh, another thing go to our podcast is, feed it's probably in our podcast feed yeah you use, find that it's good. the use of uh, the soundtrack also is something really underrated to gush about of that movie like it sets you in the time period it yeah. 
It's just so fucking perfect. And any yeah, other this, is, this is a uh, other... uh, Sherry. This is a uh, layup, but Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh, I have that. Almost literally, almost any Tarantino movie goes in for ensemble. I mean, yeah. I think uh, Jackie Brown. I mean, Jackie oh, Brown's yeah. got a. It might be Ooh. the yeah with Robert De Niro and, and another. I have another uh, like a uh, Robert on... Forrester. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell yeah. Oh, The Departed. Oh yeah, yeah I just watched, oh I just watched the part the other day. Actually, uh, it was just a uh, little St. Patrick's Day watch. Uh, Even yeah. like something like you can listen, one you can just listen to a Dropkick Murphy CD, dude. You don't have yeah, to watch, right? <laughs> yeah, but but actually, a little little flyover insight. I put on the non Zack Snyder uh, uh, Justice League on Saturday on HBO Max. Got five minutes into it and went. Oh, they also have The Departed on this app and watch The Departed instead. Yeah. It's a much better choice. And this might even be on there too, but another one that's kind of like Saving Private Ryan, where it's like a great cast that just works together that I just, this movie that I love to watch over and over again, almost famous. There's something about that cast and just like how they all work together and the, the timepiece and the fruits of bulk and the smaller roles of the character actors that you see oh, all over. Um, Jason this, this asshole, um, Phil, oh my God, I'm blanking on him. He's the head uh, reviewer. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip yeah, Seymour Hoffman is such yeah. a great role in that movie. The small. And it's just uh, him on the phone. Like, he rarely interacts with people, and he fucking he, almost steals perfect. the movie. Uh, yeah. An honorable mention the modern one, which when I think of Ensemble Chaos the last like five years, Knives Out. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, that's a great pick. That's a great Don't ever saw it. Oh, you oh, like it. One and one that I always talk about that I think has a really good cast. Again, not a cast of people who are huge stars, but uh, where every part uh, is is interesting is Free Fire. Came out a couple years ago. Blake, uh, you know, Brie Larson, uh, Charlotte Copley, Army Hammer, not eating anybody. <laughs> the guy from Midsummer. Yeah, our favorite uh, oh, bad boyfriend, John from Midsummer. Jeremy Renner. The Jer guy from uh, Peaky Blinders. Rainer. I always forget his name. Is yeah, Killian uh, Murphy. Murphy. Yep. Killian Murphy. Yeah, it's a good. Oh, it's another a... Killian Murphy that's great. Um, that's underrated is uh, Red Eye. I only ever saw Red Eye once. I've never it seen would be one that I'd be willing to give a try. Again, it's a good. Know? I remember being a good Wes Craven, so I could be like definitely proven wrong by not you know holding up. But it's a good thriller. That's but the greatest cast ever assembles belongs to fucking Boogie Nights. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. Yeah, that's, I, you know, I, you could definitely make the argument. I can't. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty tight. So all the way from from the top of the card, Marky Wahlberg to Nina Hartley, true porn star icon, playing basically herself, getting real. Watching Nina Hartley. What? Ay ay This movie. I saw this movie early too. So again, normally I don't pick the greatest movies, and also to prove that. Whenever you get to this episode, if you watch the episode before this, I did a little game. I put uh, movies in a hat, and I missed probably one of the sexiest movies of all time. But thank thankfully, Yusef uh, <laughs> changed it for us last also, minute, and I agreed. Which was also going to be my pick prior to that, if you remember that game. Where it I was part of, right, we missed it on, on yep. Joe's game, too. And I don't even remember what the other one was going to be. I think it might have been Fifty Shades Porky's. of Grey. Oh, no. It was Porky's you actually chose. Yes, it was Porky's. Correct. Thank God. I'm so glad. Up. Yeah, we we made a good choice. We dodged a real bullet there. Can I just make one point before you begin, and then I, I'll shut the fuck up until I actually have to talk about the movie? Is 
Boogie Nights for Flyover, the show itself, is a perfect blend of a great movie that's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. That doesn't always it's happen. also going to keep me out of the worst bracket, which will eventually come out again, part two. So check that out if you haven't checked out but part one. That doesn't one. always happen. Yeah, this is almost though, like, like cheating here. This is like, you know, you pick an all-timer like this. Again. Like, if I pick Taxi Driver, like, it'd be a boring conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like me picking Brazil. Ex- uh, yeah, that's yeah, thank I, God you never made that horrible mistake. Yeah. this one because Yusuf did pick it, but then he also did make us pick, uh, watch Brazil. But so then I might take the credit. Um, but <laughs> well, Yusuf's again, next pick is locked Nobody's in. ever top time trap. Nobody will, and nobody ever yeah. can. <laughs> it's called no Norm. First, it's called a no, no name one's Norm. Spot, right? I can't wait till we have enough episodes where we've done four bad movie brackets, and then we can do a <laughs> final four and take the winners Ooh. and pit them against each other. It's TJ against himself. It'll be <laughs> yeah. worth keeping the pod going that long just to do it. <laughs> As in, uh, no one's first watch, right? So, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I actually watched this literally. Anybody like, have that nice uh, new line DVD? The blue, the purple, or I'm uh, sorry, orange one with the orange the, one. Yep, yeah, that's the one nice. I have too. Yep. No, I watched that on Hulu. Well, I watched it on Hulu because I couldn't. My DVD and my Xbox thing is broken. Piece of shit Xbox. Um, but I do have that, and I'll never get rid of that Boogie Nights fucking thing. That... All right, set it up, set it up. What's this movie? No, I'm actually doing something I always. This movie is like Slow story, right? Like that's kind of yeah. like what it's trying to be. Quasi based on the. Young yeah, I, I'm not too sure on Mark Wahlberg's age in this, but this is one of Mark Wahlberg's earlier roles after Fear when he showed he had kind of had the chops to get a little bit serious, get a little bit out there. I mean, Basketball Diaries, everyone saw that and saw what he could do. But this is about, I'm, I don't want to say he's a teen. What is he, like 18? Maybe? Well, the character is like 17, 18. 17? What are in the beginning? Yeah, working in California, just doing this shit. Then you realize he's doing some shit on the side. Um, he's seen in a restaurant as a busboy by... Uh, Goddamn, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Um, Playing Jackie Treehorn. What's that? (laughs) Playing Jackie Treehorn. Yeah, yeah. Who is basically probably the most, one of the most famous porn producers in America in like the height of the 70s porn era. Um, Sees Mark Wahlberg. This movie's purely fictional. Yeah, Uh, purely fictional, but it's like low key John Holmes. Based on somebody, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's, you know, same thing. He's kind of scouting in a restaurant one night, eating dinner, sees Wahlberg. Wahlberg was 35 years old. Wait, when he shot this? Yes. Get the fuck. Well, I mean, he looks like he's fucking 20 now. So. 35 years old. He was born in 1962, and this movie came out in 1997. I, I have beef, by the way, with Mark Wahlberg with this fucking movie. Uh, so, let the me shit set out set of you, Joe. Up. Let me set it up. No, go oh. ahead. You can beef with Mark Wahlberg. He fucking committed. No, no, no. I know he's beef, but that's a good. That, I mean, set it up. Oh yeah. So basically, what happens is Burt Reynolds discovers this young kid in a restaurant and mm-hmm. invites him to start his career in a porn. Um, it literally takes left, right, up, down turns. This movie again. How long is this? Two we hours. Get introduced into. We get introduced introduced to his world, and you meet all the cast of characters, the different porn <laughs> actors and actresses, the behind yeah. the scenes people. Uh, you know the whole. There's this whole like family of like people that work on these movies. I, yeah, I think a good way to. I think a good way to describe it without describing it is it's Goodfellas of porn. <laughs> 
I was gonna, I say, was gonna, have, like, I was gonna like, talk about that later when I criticize the movie. I have a part later where I want to be like, "Hey, we all this is a love fest, but it's not a perfect movie. Let's talk about it." And I was gonna bring that up that it feels kind of like a little too much. Like, "Hey, we're doing Goodfellas, but with porn." Well, the director, the director has been very open that uh, he wanted to out Scorsese. Especially in the opening sequence, which I feel like this opening sequence is better than Goodfellas. And the only reason why is because it has Luis Guzman in it. No, no. First of all, we're talking Suicide Squad level needle drops in this opening scene with the the (laughs) party. It is intense. I was like, okay, (laughs) we fucking get it, dude. It's the 70s. The way you say he wanted to out Scorsese, Scorsese makes 100% perfect sense when you hear that first scene. You're like, Jesus, this is like, boom, song, bam, song, scene. At the the pool party when he's really getting introduced to everybody, he you introduce John C. Riley for the first time, but you go into like a run a one. I don't want to say it's one long shot because I can't remember if it is or not with no breaks, but it's you just jump into conversations feels like that where you follow through. him through, yeah, and like Don Cheadle's talking about his different styles and all and, that type and of I shit. And I feel like, and I feel like, like, obviously, PT PT is like an amazing director, but. I feel like if PT would do this movie today, it would be so much fucking better than it's now. Oh yeah, and it's because he found he found his cinematic language. Like if you watch, there will be blood, or in even in her advice, which is not an amazing movie, or Phantom Thread, it doesn't feel like he's trying to imitate somebody. Which in this case, he's trying to imitate Scorsese. It's an amazing movie. I'm not gonna say it's a bad movie. But no, if, we're not saying nobody's saying that. We're just saying that you can also be objective and be like, yeah. it's, it's it's an early work from a great director. So there's it's things he improved on. Like, like if you would do it today, I'm just I just wish he would do it today to I see how the camera work would be completely different. I, well, I not mean, do like, a sequel, but do like a companion piece that feels yeah. like a spiritual sequel to it, it. Like I can see that. It's a it's a, um, you know, I mean, yeah, there's like three or four Coca Cabana scenes in this fucking movie, right? Yeah. And there doesn't need to be. But I disagree with Yusuf in the sense of I don't want to see like a good Paul Thomas Anderson, like his honed his skills make this movie because there is an earnestness about why it's so good. Yeah, that's why it's, that's why it's good because it's so raw. Right. It's so... too like polished. I don't think it would work. I think we'd go. Okay, like hey man, I agree that it, I agree that it would probably also take away from the realness, like because I do feel like it, it feels you know it feels very real and alive, like you're in it. And I feel like maybe Paul Thomas Anderson's modern works are more detached. You know what I mean? You feel like you're like, watching would you it get more. To see yeah, you he creates as was with his recent work where the camera feels more of a voyager. It yeah. feels you get, do you like think that if he, yeah, floating if he shot this movie now, there's this one scene that, like, I feel like he has a lot of throwaway scenes in this that he leaves in, which is fucking cool, because a lot of them are comedic. Like, again, the first time that Mark and John C. Riley meet. Oh, John C. Competition on the board. Was this everybody's, like, well, no, I always think it's everybody's first John C. Riley, but you guys all watched him in... Uh, you guys were young, so you all saw him in like Ricky Bobby before you ever yeah. saw this, right? Yeah, no, I saw him. My first John C. Riley is Dolores Claiborne. He plays yeah. a cop in that. Well, like Perfect Storm, I <laughs> saw him because I saw him in more like like that movies like that before I saw him in comedies. Like, <laughs> 
stuff that like was that. me it was comedies i saw man and then went yeah. back and was like oh this guy's but legit like, this actually one, no they're doing like, he's like, i'm gonna do a can opener into the film like i feel like paul would take that out now and let leave that in where it's um i disagree in that he wouldn't leave it in i just feel like it's not that he doesn't leave stuff in because his fucking movies are long still. It's that he wouldn't be interested in trying to outscore Stacey. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he would be interested in. But you want to see Boogie Nights now that he's honed his own style. But yeah. it doesn't. But it works though. That's my. Oh opinion. no! Yeah. Oh no! He, like the thing is, he doesn't outscore Stacey, but he does a good job of imitating. I mean, it's a great what movie. I, what if you I, what told I me that, and if you were watching this movie and I didn't know anything, and you were like, "This is a Scorsese movie," I'd be like, "I believe you." I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I buy that." I'll, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you. The first time I saw John C. Riley was Gangs of New York. Nah, that's why it's ah, a great one. one. Yeah. yeah. Yusuf, same, same. Oh yeah. Um, I uh, fun fact about that. Uh, he was in three out of the five best picture nominated movies that year. Uh, Cold Mountain, Gangs of New York, and um, the others. I think I he's not uh, in the others. Other, so, uh, the other, hours. The hours. Other okay. Fun the fact, hours. though. Other fun fact is, per in canon, John C. Riley has a huge cock because he's a porn actor. Yeah, I mean, he has to at least like, be packing. And so, so what I want to also say while we're having this little debate about it is, I also don't think a older uh, PP. Would aggressively go after um, um, uh, Burt Reynolds to be to be the the Reynolds denounces this movie like denounced this movie oh, before I know. he died. And he that's is not a part. fan. That bums me out. A, he was so good in it too. He's incredible in it. He's so oh, good. There's the no actor. There's no actor. No that good to do that. Good night, like honey that. tits. And well, it sounds like a fucking Oscar nominated line. The, the scene with uh, uh, Wahlberg he and uh, nominated uh, an Oscar if you do this, and he did it. Did Burt get nominated that year? Yeah, yeah, I thought he did. And no they say he it. lost, and they they believe he lost because he was shitting on the movie before the awards. Probably. I mean, yeah, of course, it's political shit. Why would you do that? that? Bums I mean, me out. Uh, it bums me out that he did, couldn't acknowledge, it. like, even if he didn't like the movie, that he couldn't acknowledge how good he was. In I think it. He how, didn't you know like what I mean, it. like. I think he, he didn't like it. Able to appreciate it like that. I think he didn't like it also because if you read like the little trivia while you're watching it, it's like well documented that like to prepare for the role, he went to a lot of porn sets, and I think like he just didn't like that aspect, so he brought. That I don't feel there. like he needed to go to a. He just he was just a director. He didn't have yeah. to go to that length. And he's mean, been inside no one... of movie shoots his entire freaking Spe- life, pretty speaking much. Speaking about speaking about that though, he's um. How we're talking about uh, PT imitating people. Apparently, that really pissed off um, uh, Burt Reynolds too, because he was like, "I've seen this scene before. Like, why are you doing it this way?" Like, apparently, it was big fights of like PT like wanting to do things like how other people have done them. If you read the trivia, who knows how accurate that is? You know, you know, one of my favorite scenes in the beginning is uh, John C. Riley uh, margarita scene. This is how yeah. I make. Yeah, that, the, the whole yeah. real, the whole thing with them and how much you bench and everything that's like that's just so that's a classic. Like him, it's like also, going like this and going and just sipping on the on the on the bottle as it goes in. Don't uh, Riley really eats up this role, and the other one that eats up this it's role. It's crazy to think, see him like, so skinny in this role. Yes, I was he's like, so skinny. I was like, he looks like a rail now. Like. 
He's so skinny. But the introduction of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, his, uh, his character's oh. heartbreaking, <laughs> too. Oh, yeah, it is heartbreaking. But, but to William be honest, I feel like it's one of the nicest turned down of a homosexual in a yeah. movie that I've yeah, seen. Yeah, like, I, I bet real-life Mark, Mark Wahlberg wouldn't have been as nice as Dirk Diggler was. Oh, it's hilarious I that it's hilarious that Marky experiences a uh, hate crime during this movie. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yes. I appreciate it. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's all cool, man. And he tries to just be like, let's just go have a, dr like, have a drink. It, well, did you, it's very, well, did like, you like my car? Do you like my car? But I really do like, and going back, I don't know I don't know why we keep harping on PT, but it is a good conversation. Uh, the sequence where he sees Marky, it is very experimental. And I don't feel like PT today would do it the way that it closes in on Mark Wahlberg. Like, the whole screen goes yeah. Back I like the way it, he did that with the first the sex scene with uh, Dirk and uh, Amber Waves, Janine, uh, Julianne Moore, where he cuts to like the kind of like thirty five yeah, millimeter like little so like small hot. screen. Oh, incredibly hot! Yeah. So we could have talked about that's. It. I'm not gonna lie. When he tells her to, when she tells him to, you know, shoot inside, I was like, oh, that still is like. Like we talked about in the Terminator scene where she grips the sheet, it's like the same vibe. I get that same vibe there. Like, Whoa. I could go. Yeah, I exactly. could go again. It's I could go more. again. And you get the impression. And that's where I like, it's like, it's subtle things like that. They're like, oh, it's not just that Dirk has a big dick. He can fuck. Uh, like, you know what I mean? And they make a point to like that I was, scene. I was like, going to say this. something special. Say, that's when like Burt Reynolds, when he lights his cigar and he's like, when he... Uh, fucks Heather Graham in front of him for the first time. Like no one can do that and be like that believable. To, like he's just gonna watch and like just yeah, you know. And he's like, you told me this by the once again give him age here. If you told me this movie existed when Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shagged Me came out, uh, we would have been trying to find this movie. Yeah, has she done I've other been... things too? But like that, I think she's no done Heather. That. I mean, this was pretty much Heather Graham's breakout role. I think yeah. this was her first. She was in Swingers, I think, before this, and maybe some other small roles, but like not anything. She's, she's another. She's another sad character too. Like no, oh, every oh, every single character. character. Every Dude, when single they kick that dude out of the limo, that's yeah. honestly a horror so movie. That's that I would say Reed Rothschild is the closest to a character who kind of skates, like as far as doesn't have any super tragedies happen to him. No, because John I feel Hill? like the the, the no, 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 character... Reed Rothschild is John C. Riley. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. he he really hits rock bottom though with his uh, drug addiction, so you can read into that he's just fucked up. He's kind of, but I feel like he's kind of tagging along with Mark Wahlberg yeah. during that. Like I feel like that's more about Marky Mark's can drop. We, you know, like we don't see. Can we talk about though the best character and the most tragic, which is uh, uh, William watching oh. his wife get oh. fucked. Oh. Every William Casey, dude. Billy, Billy, yeah, what do they call I him? Uh, it, little Bill. They call him his name's Little Bill. Little Bill. Uh, and, it's so hilarious just, that it, nobody gives a fuck. Like he's so wife. pissed. That's my Multiple wife. Times he's like, All right, Little Bill. What are we gonna do about the light? Like he's like, we're not for camera like, either. Yeah. What are I mean? Okay. Well, tomorrow we have a shoot. What are we gonna do about the lights? And he's like, my wife is getting fucked. It's like, okay, I don't. Oh, uh, there's a go great. The this movie has a a classic. Um, uh, movie like he 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 misread the line, but they leave it in. It's like my wife, my he says something like 
my wife has a has an ass up her cock or something in the driveway. Like he flips it around and they but they leave it and they left it in. And I was like noticed it. I was like, it's so funny that like they just let it ride because he's so flustered. He said the wrong thing and like they didn't redo it. It's so it's really funny. He's great. And that's also that's also another uh, Scorsese sequence where he follows uh, William H Macy from the bedroom, the bedroom. to the car yeah. back yes. to the bedroom. I didn't remember. I was watching with Sarah, and she asked there me, "She's like, does he kill? Does he kill them and himself?" And I couldn't remember. And yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, and he smiles before he does it. It's pretty fucking. Yeah, he does. Um, oh, he does. that's when um, he definitely lost, the, the straw broke the camel's back on that one. That's that's when. Um, so so Laura does not like violence. That's when I lost, or like blood and gore in movies. That's when I lost Laura with this movie. Like she's yeah, like, a really good. Weird. That's uh, I mean, there's a one more violent part, and it all happens kind of at once. But like, I would say that's the most violent moment. Yeah, probably. she liked. Great. By the way, so. she liked it. It was just very much hard to get her back on board. Because, yeah. Um, can, um, we talk about, can we talk yeah. about uh, the, best scene? the second? The, best the second? Scene? No, no, the second best character, uh, Don Cheadle and the the black cowboy. That's that's so good. It's so good. His I I said uh, it's canon that the guy from Hootie and the Blowfish saw this movie and was like, "Yes, I'm going country. (laughs) I'm doing it." I I love I that that's like he's the realest character because he was he's just like he's like this is my dream and it's so like minor because he's already like in an industry and. I mean, he makes it work, and it's the only part of the movie where you're like, I'm happy for you. <laughs> he's the only one, I feel like he's the only one that has, even though it comes from a very fucked up tragedy, he has a happy ending. Like, he oh, gets the money, he sets up his store, yeah. he has a baby with his wife. The actress that plays his wife is, like, really somebody you see a lot on TV. Like, oh, I she? realized, I was like, oh, man, she's in, she's, like, in a, an episode of Seinfeld. She was on NYPD Blue. She's, like, somebody I was always familiar with more as a TV actress. And then she pops up in this. I was like, oh, hey, it's, it's that lady. <laughs> and I love that little story. But I, the scene I keep wanting to bring up, though, and I think we all know what it is, is the fucking uh, Ario Speedwagon? Oh uh, yeah. Uh, drug now I wanted to say this was gonna fall it's into my so good. Can I, can I real quick though? This was gonna fall into my my light criticism area where I'm like, this is why there isn't there is a part of me that says you can tighten this movie by cutting that scene out. Yeah. Marky Mark hits rock bottom. In the sh- with the thing in the truck, he's jerking off for he money. Jumped, he gets beat yeah. up. He gets a hate crime committed on him. That's rock bottom. You could technically pull this scene out because it's such a set, like a non sequitur. It's such a like standalone. It doesn't connect with anything. I'm not saying you should. I think the scene is incredible, and it like to lose Alfred Molina would be to like 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 give this movie a fucking Alfred heart. Molina in a speedo it like it's Alfred awful. Molina Alfred Molina, like, Molina uh, comes Thomas to this James, movie at like at like four fifths of the way through this movie and it absolutely steals the whole thing like that's my favorite like I could I could watch that I may watch that scene on YouTube after this Alfred Molina I'm watching it and I'm thinking I'm like okay but in all reality like we've kind of told the story and we've hit the rock bottom what are we saying with this scene I think it's just fun. Oh no! Yeah, and also and like I said, okay. that's why I wanted to caveat. That's what like, I mean. I that's never what I mean. Thomas Jane, baby. 
Yeah, Thomas Jane. Uh, and also on a technical aspect, like the sound design of the movie just swelling up and consuming the and the and the Asian kid the just guy, the kid throwing the fireworks is so it's good. So I, much, I think that's supposed so, to be his adopted watched, song. I watched it with these headphones on because the wife was watching something else and I just watched it on my laptop. And it's so fucking loud. It's yeah. so loud on your head. Ah, it just keeps hitting you. And ah. the tension just builds up. And, and builds the song up. just keeps playing. And, he, and Alfred Mulaney is like... Ah, and I actually, actually, like, once again, there's, like, I, I keep talking about, like, heartbreaking scenes. I kind of hate in that scene is, once the Alfred Molina character is another so earnest character who just wants to hang out and do drugs. He means the best. <laughs> He's like, I'm rich. I just want to do drugs. And hang out with you I guys. I just want to party with you guys. Like, I wish you guys brought me real dope so we could just party and have a good time. Well, like, like, he looked like, I was like, yeah, man, I want to kind of hang out with all your, you and your guns. Like, this looks fun. You might, you seem like you might be a bit much for more. Like, I only want to hang out for a little while and then I'd probably have to bail because you seem like you might be a bit much. But, yeah, we could have fun, been have fun for like an hour. Yeah, Mark can we, can we talk about, would have enjoyed that. Can we talk about Marky Mark singing? Because that's you've got the that was touch. painful. It's so this funny episode. how bad they make him when he's like he was known mostly as a singer when this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you see John C. Riley rocking at the, the guitar, so yeah, get a little, little bit of that pre Dewey Cox. Pre Dewey Cox. Um, I wanted to say, like, I, like I said, I feel like I just I'm trying to play devil's advocate. If I feel like it was going to be too much of a love fest, and I just wanted, to, as I was watching, it be like, here's some things that maybe are imperfect. Yeah, it's it's floated. It's floated. It's floated. And I don't. It's not. The characters are all awesome, but not, there's a couple like character arcs that I feel are really kind of rushed and a little thin. Like uh, Amber Waves, uh, the stuff where like she only makes that one attempt to go back and get her kid, and it's like we just saw her getting coked out like the last scene. Like yeah. they didn't even make an attempt to make it seem like she was trying to clean herself yeah. up for that, and it kind of like she's so ill-prepared and stuff. I just... Yeah, that, that kind of felt a yeah, little bit throwaway. And also, I would have... I honestly, I I honestly would have cut out... Of, uh, Roller but, Girls arc is really good, though. Yeah, it is. I would have cut out the hate crime and left the drug deal as his bottom and i definitely would have cut out the child thing and also would have trimmed down his rise to fame i feel like it was too long to the rise to fame well, i thought watching this time i was like it, i'll tell you what here's the one thing that the hate crime uh really it, it threw it, it kind of as i'm watching the movie I'm like, man, his rise to fame seems a little unrealistic. It's like nobody got this big from porn, and he's like got the he's like got a big new. Yeah, but he has so much heart in those shit. movie scripts, man. <laughs> but but then but then I like the idea of like when he's at the at his low point and he's yanking his crank for money, and he's <laughs> and he has the guys like you know who I am, and the guy has no idea who he is. I like that contrast of like you were only big in your tiny little world. You were a big fish in a small yeah. pond, and, and yeah, you made a more also, money than you ever had seen in a year. But you spent literally all of it furnishing that apartment. Like literally, when he loses his job and he's at his low point, you don't see him going back to his fancy apartment. He's like yeah. hanging out with Tom Jane and, and John C. Riley at some little little shithole. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it also it. harpers back. It also harpers back to when we actually meet him, where he says like. Ten bucks to for me to whack off. Oh yeah, so yeah. He and he's essentially he ends, only slightly. Yeah, for, uh, ends I mean, up. Yeah, famous. yeah, it ends Ooh, up. Man, his mom's a horrible cunt, though, right? Oh man. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I think my I think my one like scene I I guess I'd cut or something and cut back on too. 
and I know this is part of the plot, but I always gets wasted on me is the guys trying to cut out um, uh, Jackie. That whole the, those guys trying to push in and bring the new kids uh, yeah. in. I yeah. feel like that never works. That has as much impact as it should. The only thing that and pays the- that off is later when the colonel gets busted. Then you see there's like a you see that that uh, Burt Reynolds has had to resort to the other guy and like had to lower his standards. Oh. And I feel like that like it plays in there. But I agree that like it kind of in that sequence paying so- attention to get all that. You know what I mean? Like That's I'm not, not like, too. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not too invested yet in the inner workings yeah. of how their uh, like business works, actually. And that sequence is. So I didn't need to know. Failed. Like, I it's guess so I didn't fucked up though. The... No, oh, come no, on. I... I'm I'm talking. I'm talking now. Fine, it's fine. The court when the cop does no. like he's he's uh, admitting to what he's done, to mm-hmm. what he likes is so fucked up. He's like, oh, but they're so precious, and you go like, oh no. He's talking about kids. It's yeah, so, yeah. Even Burt Reynolds goes like, "Oh, fuck off, fuck me. What the fuck is happening? I've tied my entire livelihood." Yeah, but I, 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 I think like, and I think what Joe's kind of saying, what I agree with, is that like the downfall, like the rise and fall of Dirk Diggler, wouldn't would have been enough for me. I didn't need the rise and fall of the porn industry. Uh, yeah, that's like, I didn't need. Oh no, we're losing. We're not. We're going from theatrical releases yeah. to video. Our, our our industry is declining. But so I think I that's didn't need that. I don't care. <laughs> like, like yeah, it's. True. It's fine. I get it. And no, and I think we're all at the conceit that everything in this movie is good, and the movie is already so great. That's why we're spending so much time like nitpicking and criticizing small things because legitimately, you could just go through every scene and be like, "This is awesome. This performance is incredible." I mean, the whole scene where they show you the opening of the Brock Landers movie, like where they show you, like what the movie, yeah. so fucking funny. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> oh, I always of, love. I always love film. when. The... That's wait, wait, great. Wait, she was quick. little thirty millimeters are great. I always love where uh, when Marky Mark and John C. Riley are pitching to Sean Connery, and they go like, "Yeah, you know, like a James Bond type." Yeah, yeah. And and Sean Connery is like, you Sean mean Connery? Reynolds. You mean Burt Reynolds? <laughs> Burt Reynolds, sorry. He does. Um, he was, and, Sean Connery would have been really good in that role, though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe but, you he know, would have liked I just it love too. that they they based off his their their porn character off James Bond, which would actually make a great fucking. And I like porn. the whole thing where they were talking about how like they didn't like the way that John Holmes. That's another thing. This movie's kind of trying to be a John Holmes biopic in a way, and they even like the stuff with Alfred Molina. That's all based on the Wonderland murders and stuff, which. Wonderland is an underrated movie, by the way, with Val Kilmer. Check out Wonderland. It's not bad. So but, I wanna... but it's funny that also they acknowledge that John Holmes exists in this world because they're talking about Johnny Wad and how he hits bitches and he's a not he's rude to women. And they wanted to be more suave and cool with their characters and more like, yeah, like James Bond, like ladies' men. Yeah. So, TJ, this oh, is your movie. Yeah, you be quiet, like baby. Talking, like, what, what do I'm you got? Going. What was that? So what do you got to add to it? Yeah, I, well, these like this is like a movie that I saw at a really young age. Like my, I would go to my cousin's house. He had like a poster on his wall, and he'd watch it like <laughs> every other, you know, like Friday night, hanging out with me. Oh, nice. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, I enjoy this movie a lot, but I do have some like, I don't know, like. 
it makes me uncomfortable sometimes. It's like one of those type of movies that sometimes it feels a little too real. Sure. It kind of makes you feel uncomfortable, like the Julianne Moore thing with the daughter and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, but, fully. Yeah. But then they well, also, or, like you said, the kind of where she basically forces Mark. She basically she tells Mark Wahlberg she loves him and that he's her son. Then she forces him to do cocaine and yeah. then she once makes out with him. <laughs> it's like very so, like, shit like that. And, like, and then there's like the comedic aspect of it where like. I would watch a Mark Wahlberg, John C. Riley. Like, I would love for them to like get back together and do something. Can I bring up um, uh, my? You mentioned Mark Wahlberg again, who I feel like we have not talked about enough in this movie. Uh, this um, is his best movie. This is no, no. Oh, is can I bring up my beef with him? Shot. Like, way, like, no, yeah, no question. Can I? And I feel I like bring... they took your advice, TJ, and they did that, but they made him with Will Ferrell instead of with John C. Riley. Yeah, because they've had like four my... or five Mark Wahlberg. But Will then Ferrell they did the, the Mark. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which they is a should... great Will Ferrell. The other guys, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, they're actually. I, uh, what's the, that movie's that fine. It's a little too long for a comedy. Though. Yes, it's bloated. Um, no, my beef with Mark Wahlberg in this movie, not in the movie, like specific, specifically, it's just Mark Wahlberg, is that recently, maybe in the last 10 years or so, when his kids were a little young, he came out and said, yeah, I wish I never did that movie. Um, it's not something I, you know, he, he's proud of it, but it's not something he would ever do again. And I'm like, bullshit. No, he said, he thing. said, no, no, he said that he hopes God will forgive him for. Oh, it. okay. Same shit. Fuck you, man. Just yeah, shut up. Shut up. This stupid. is, this is literally <laughs> like, like, honestly, like you should this, get down on your hands and knees and thank God that you got to be in Boogie Nights every single day. This and <laughs> Like this is the it is an this is film. why you were able to do this shit like fear. Yeah. Whoa, whoa! I love fear. Chill. Is it me? Is it is it You're only so, me? Is it only me, or do you wish somebody else wishes that in the last sequence when he pulls down his pants, he had a very small dick? I feel like <laughs> it would have been so good if he just pulls down his pants and it's like uh, the Hangover. Yeah, or or what's the what's it in scary movie where he's got the picture of the baby dick? That would be like that. That would be way too real. I can't watch wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. You know I, I love the idea that they treat him like a star, and that's the whole thing at the very end. Yeah. They do. What you know amazing. what? I, you know what I'm realizing? A little chode, just a little tuna can. <laughs> wait, you know what I'm realizing with the end scene, and maybe I'm dumb. Um, we're talking about Daisy yeah. and the comparisons. That's literally just like the ending of Raging Bull. Yeah, him talking to himself in the mirror, being like, "I'm the best. I'm the I'm the man." And then, Raging like, obviously Bull. in Raging Bull, he doesn't pull out his dick, and then he pulls out his dick. Raging Bull is is so fucking good. It's like so it's mind blowing good. It's so so good. Yusuf, speaking of how good that is, lead us into. The rating phase. The rating phase. Are we sure that we said all the things? <clears throat> I feel like we went out of our way to criticize. Uh, are we sure we said all the positive things we need to say oh, about Boogie Nights? Love this movie, period. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, think I don't want anybody honestly, to think because we spent some no, time it's... just like nitpicking that we don't like. I love this movie. I I was so glad to get to watch it again. No, it's I fucking think incredible. Could, I think we can honestly talk for another forty-five it minutes about this. It is. Yeah. And still have as much fun. Hours. It's two and a half hours, and you can argue that it's bloated, but it flies. Like yeah. you just no, it's one of those movies that you don't feel the time at all. It's classically, I, no. I think. Yeah, rate it, Joe. I, I think that's to that point is that is where the Scorsese ness 
affects it, right? Where it just flies. It's two and a half hours, but it flies. Um, I want to give it um, 9.4 Mark Wahlberg fake dicks. I love this movie. Yeah, I think this you know that I there's think a there's a Hollywood 9.4 inches, a, you know what I'm saying? There is a Hollywood rumor, Hollywood rumor that he actually whips out his real dick and people didn't like it the audio, the, the screenings because he actually has a big dick supposedly and then they refilmed it with a prosthetic. With a prosthetic slightly bigger that. dick. I believe yeah. that rumor. Um, but yeah, that's my rating. Um, this honestly is a, I, I never want to, I don't want to say a top 10, but it's definitely in my top 20 of all time. Yeah. You it's know? up there. Yeah. That's it's up one. there. It's, it's it something might, I mean, I, even now might still be my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah. I do want to rewatch. The only this one that I haven't seen is Magnolia. Magnolia. I want to I see. Them. There's too many that I haven't seen. I need to go back because I don't think I've seen. I've their seen them all. Either. I've seen them all except Magnolia. I've seen and I feel like Phantom except, Thread is my favorite so far. I've seen them all except Phantom Thread. As I was going to say, yeah, but Phantom I want to rewatch. Punch Drunk oh. Love though under. Oh, so good, Punch Drunk Love. I want to rewatch Magnolia. DJ. Oh, sorry. And uh, there will be blood. Just want to leave it. There will be blood. Is my milkshake. Uh, uh, TJ, where, what are you rating it? Is Phantom Thread about clothes? Yes. Yeah. Fuck that. Uh, and and this... uh, poisonous mushrooms. And tea. Uh, Alright. Uh, I'll give this 8.4 margaritas. Ooh. Riley margaritas. Margarita. Nice. 8.4. This, this is like the classic late 90s it comes on like I don't know why, but every once in a while it'll be like TNT, TBS, and you just watch it, but everything's fucking cut out of it for some fucking reason. Mm. Or you luck out and see it on HBO. Um, I love this movie. Thank you, Yusuf, for changing the pick from fucking Porky's to this. Uh, I'll take credit for it though for right now until we eventually do a bracket where no, it's your pick to that being brought buddy. up, buddy. But, it's your pick. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Joe. Well, we know, we we know. <laughs> it's your pick. It's your pick. But yeah, 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 one yeah, more thought of this that TJ um, brings up, being like, "Oh, it's like your late '90s, like this." This is the movie that American uh, uh, American Beauty wishes it aged as. Yeah, it wishes it aged this good. Absolutely. Brian, yep. like rate it. Oh, oof, I gotta give this like what, like an eight point seven, I think. Wow, I can't believe I'm that I'm higher than everyone else. I, I mean, I like I love this movie. I think eight point seven is an incredible know. score. That's a high. Like, yeah. That's a guys. That's a high. These are high scores for Flower. If these no are very score. high scores. I'm that's trying good. to be objective here. Like, if a perfect movie is Twister, this is about an eight point seven. Like, I'm just you know. Can we just leave Howard the Duck out of it. <laughs> eight, and it's 8.7 it's 8.7 rounds of ammo pumped into uh, little Bill's wife and himself whoa uh, yeah I'm going 8.5 honey tips out of 10 uh, yeah it's super good uh, every single actor eats up his role um, Burt Reynolds is amazing I feel like the weakest link is Marky, and even Marky is the best. Is it's his best uh, performance ever? Um, yeah, fucking great movie, Joe. What are you gonna follow up this movie with? Oh, no, no, Brian. Brian. Oh, Brian. Is it my turn? 
Yeah, it's Brian. Yeah, sorry. It's your turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ, oh, edit, edit all this out. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, sure. Is it, is it too late for a, for a short game, or is it is that yeah, too no, much? No, fuck it. No, nah, man. Fucking game. I, got, I mean, I got my terrible trivia. Out, so I got my it. terrible trivia box here, guys. Yeah. I got it. So, I want to... Wait, before you start, can I ask a question? Yeah. yeah I'm I'm cut it out, a little though. bit left of this beer, but I keep seeing these little things in Dude, the bottom of it. that's really gross. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of stuff. Is that in your cup or was that in your beer? I think it was from the. Um, oh, it's fruit it was, seeds. Oh, it's uh, fruit seeds. Okay, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that could be fair. Yeah, I was going to say that was really sick. Bro. Should I finish it? Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, you'll be fine. You're going to poop them out in the morning. All right, so let's, uh, let's play a couple quick rounds of terrible trivia. Um, we'll do regular rules. If you know the answer after I'm done reading it, say your name, and then I will pick you. And we'll do like, you know, I got, and then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do that. All right. What movie has the characters named Alex Hitchens and Sarah? TJ. Jeepers Creepers? No. Fuck. Alex Hitchens and Sarah. I have no clue. Is there it any? Was, uh, it was Hitch. Alex Hitchens. Oh Hitch. wow! Oh, yeah the the famous movie. Hitch. Everybody loves I guys. Mean, everybody loves Hitch. That's yeah. a good movie. I just don't remember the fucking names. I disagree. That is a good movie. Anna oh. Kendrick provides the voice of which character in the film Trolls? <laughs> if TJ. nobody knows, if nobody knows it, TJ. Conalingus. <laughs> I was going to say What, Joe? Joe, you got one? Uh, Rainbow No, no Okay, we'll go for it we'll, we'll go for an easier question here There's a true or false question on here True or false Donnie Brasco is based on the true story Of real estate agent Joseph D. Pistone Yourself Go ahead, Yousef False That's right He was not an He was an FBI agent Not a real estate yeah. agent Yeah <laughs> Oh man, these tri- this trivia game sucks. All right, <laughs> what kind of pet does Barbosa have in Pirates of the Caribbean? TJ. Seth. Oh, uh, TJ got it. Capuchin monkey. Yeah, monkey baby, good job. Mm-hmm. We're one and one. Uh, which movie has the character Sheer Khan in it? Joe. Joe? I was giving that away. <laughs> Wait, Shere Khan. TJ, if he doesn't get Mortal this. Kombat. Oh uh, no! What? what is TJ? Jungle Book. Yeah, it's the Jungle Book. Oh All my right, God, TJ. Yeah. Since you're the first person to get to two questions right, I have two categories for you. Oh jeez. Good. All right. I have uh, category uh, boys' night out or night at the fights. Oh fuck. Each, right, movie has three, each category has three movies, and uh, we'll play another round, and uh, each okay, one of you has a movie tied to your name. Yeah, you know Night the deal. Night of the Fights. I want Night of the Fights, yeah. Night of the Fights. Night of the Fights it is. Now, in this one, whatever happens, I'm going to retire the other two picks. It's been too long, and I want to get to my Boys Night Out movies. So. Okay. okay. But I like, but don't get me wrong. I'm glad you picked this, too. I'm excited. All right. Let's go. We're going into round two. We're doing Night at the Fights. Which actress played Mama in Forrest Gump? 
<laughs> TJ. TJ. Oh, it's, I thought it was Field. just for TJ. Sally Field. No, this is for everybody, man. TJ's oh, going to pull away with it. He might not have the best movie tied to his name. You guys might want to get, get in here. <laughs> I really thought it was only TJ. <laughs> All right. What holiday is it in E.T., the extraterrestrial? Yusef. Oh, God damn it. Yusef. Halloween. Yep, it's Halloween. You bitches. When Barry learns that people are profiting from honey in B-movie, who does he sue? Yusef. Ooh, that was close. I'm going to give it to Joe. Uh, well, it was Big Honey or Ray Liotta. Mm. Uh, no, because I would say Big Honey would be Hunnex, which is one of the choices, but it's not the right answer. Yousef, oh. you get second chance. I don't know then. I thought it was oh. Hunnex. No, it's the human race. He sues Ooh. the whole... The human race! But you've asked this question before. <laughs> Have I? Yeah, I think it's the same thing last time, Ray, Ray Liotta. What is an animated know. film that features the voices of Pitbull, Steven Tyler, and Beyonce? Joe. Oh. Joe. Oh, this is definitely Sing. <laughs> oh. Nope, not Sing. TJ. TJ. Shark Tale. No, that's a good choice. It was called It's Epic. Oh. No one remembers Epic. You want to talk about a movie nobody remembers? Here's the other question on this card. Who? I'll even give you the multiple choice on this one because I'm so sure nobody will get it. Who voices Ginormica in Monsters vs. Aliens? Yusef. Joe, actually, oh, know, know that. it? Yusef, go yeah. for it. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, holy shit, he got yeah, it right. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, it is <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. I was sure nobody knew that one. Damn. No, I Yusuf, I also knew that, just so you know. Seth Rogen did right, the block. Rupta, Yusuf has two, uh, uh, TJ has one, Joe, you got nothing. I'm only going to go best of three. So, you got to right, get we'll up. Just let you it, get you know it. what, I'm just going to, I'm going to forfeit and just let Yusuf and TJ battle. Oh, you, I want you to come on, play spoiler, get in it. Yeah, you <sighs> All right. Up, you it's a two-hour episode. Yeah. We're having a good time here. Oh, oh, oh. hold on. I might need we to get are. some new cards. Hold on. This was, this was needed. Yeah, we, we need to have shitty trivia. I like shitty trivia. All right. In the 2004, oh, I'm sorry, 2013 film, Philomena, who played the role of Philomena Lee? Joe? Okay, Joe. Um, that would be... Oh, shit. Uh, Ewan McGregor? <laughs> Philomena was a lady, first of all. Yeah. It was Judy Dench, you son of a bitch. What is the name of the character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in The Great Gatsby? Yusef. Uh-huh. Gatsby. Do you know his first name? William. No, it's Jay Gatsby, but I'll give it to you, Yusef, so we can move on with the day. (laughs) (laughs) Milton. All right. The famous Liam Gatsby. my night at the fights was everybody had a fighting movie tied to their name. Yeah. Um, I thought Yusef had the good one tied to his name. I'm sorry, guys, he didn't. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> so the movie me. we're so the movie that. we're gonna check out. You know, we the, we've been living the last few years in a Keanu sense, but there's a movie that he made that kind of became a laughing stock, and I think it's time to to revisit it. We're gonna watch Forty Seven Ronin. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. What were the other ones? Okay, Joe, if Joe had won, we'd be watching Ip Man. 
Oh, okay. And if TJ had won, we'd be watching Play It to the Bone. God damn it. All right, so these were all four equal. Joe, picks. you had the best one and yep. you fucked. Joe did have was, the best one. He I didn't think come anywhere the, close to winning, though. This is the worst I've ever done at trivia in the, on the, the history of this show. You? Where can you find where they can find you, Joe, being sucky trivia guy? You can find me being a big bully and uh, <laughs> trying to watch something on <laughs> and trying to watch something on four three on uh, Chimbango uh, one on Twitter. DJ, uh, you guys are on Flyers in a filmed uh, YouTube. Uh, you guys can find me at TJ Dex on Twitter. If you are watching this episode, happy first day of spring, two thousand twenty-three. Um, other than that, enjoy the episodes, guys, when they come Hi. out. Oh, hey, you can find me on Twitter at Hershkelees. Looks like you can find 47 Ronin on Hulu, so that's good. Oh, and, good. uh, Yusef, what about you, baby? Bye. Bye. He's out. Bye. That just made me really sad. <laughs> I know. Because he didn't say why I love his movies. You have to hit stop recording. Oh. Oh, remember to not <laughs> going to be out. in now. All of this in. I don't know how to stop it. Oh, here it is. Stop. Yeah, you just